Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your nerds! Welcome to The Nerd Degree. Uh, I am Andrew Todd. I will be your host for tonight's episode. Um, nerd Degree, Electoral Dysfunction. A show all about politics in nerd culture, whether you're a Chancellor Palpatine supporter, or whether you voted for Lex Luthor for president, uh, or whether you prefer to be the mayor of your own personal Sim City. Uh, this episode is for you. Um, we have two teams here tonight. Um, and I will get them to introduce themselves. We'll start with the team on my right. Oh, hi, uh, my name is Brendan Bennett, and uh, if, uh, if I was running for political office, uh, my platform would be built around uh, how many times you can scratch a cat's belly. I think there should be mandatory minimums. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I want to say, yeah. Uh, my name is Henry Nellis. Um, what do I stand for? Most nights, I don't know. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and uh, together you are... We are the Soylent Green Party. Nice. By the people, for the people, made of people. Great. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> and team on my left. Hello, uh, my name is Ben Allen, and I stand for a reduction in corporate access. <laughs> And my name's Erin Harrington, and I stand for No Child Left Between. That could be uh, between dimensions, between uh, periods at school, between the couch and the wall, just between. Poltergeist. <laughs> uh, and, and together you are? Uh, we are the Knights of the Old Republican Party. <laughs> Using the force to benefit the 1%. <laughs> great. great. Um, also joining us is Karen Healy, who is in our uh, uh, electoral analytical booth. Um, Karen, uh, what, are, what, are, what, what's, what are the, what's the atmosphere going into tonight's, uh, tonight's match? Well, it's a very close match, Andrew. Things are tight, tensions are rising, balloons are ready to fall. Ooh. Well, we'll see who has to make the concession speech later on. Uh, our first round for tonight is called Nerdly News, uh, a combination of current affairs and not so current affairs because I couldn't think of enough current ones. Um, okay, so uh, so Knights of the Old Republican Party, uh, you will go first. Um, so the first question is: What interplanetary coup d'état is going on right now? Right now, at this very minute. Mm. Is there a new Klingon Grand Chancellor? <laughs> <laughs> It oh, no, it's, it's, a, it's taking place uh, primarily on the, the planets between uh, the Sun and Mars. Okay. Um, Is Mercury rising? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, is Venus your fire and your desire? Um, uh, so Peter Dinklage has been oh. uh, removed as the voice of the ghost in uh, popular oh. video game Destiny, um, replaced by Nolan North. Uh, all of his dialogue has been re-recorded, um, which means that we will now get a, uh, hopefully, a different line reading of That Wizard Came From The Moon. Came From The Moon. Um, I mean, Peter Dinklage will be gutted, because he must have put in minutes of work on that sound recording. <laughs> phone yeah, from his phone yeah. at home. <clears throat> Very well. Um, so, no points there. Um, hopefully both <laughs> improve uh, as we go along. Um, 
Uh, Soylent Green Party. Yes. Um, who is currently Skynet's biggest opponent? Oh, um, well, apart from apart from Arnie, yeah, um, it's uh, is it Elon Musk? Isn't he campaigning mm, against it's, it's the, AI? I'm say that's a that's a half. Stephen issue. Hawking. Yes. 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 He's 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 big against AI um, mm. because he thinks it's going to take over. Indeed, uh, Stephen Hawking and Elon Musk um, led over a thousand experts in an open letter to. Uh, the military and AI researchers warning of a military artificial intelligence arms race and calling for a ban on all offensive autonomous weapons. Um, uh, Stephen Hawking has quoted as saying, I think the development of full artificial intelligence could spell the end of the human race. Um, and who are we to yeah. argue with Stephen this, Hawking? This is, an, this is an act of war, though. Surely this is, this is what is going to cause the robot uprising is the offensive from the humans. Yeah, well, the thing is, like, isn't Stephen Hawking part robot anyway? <laughs> he, he's like he's an really ambassador he, He's to been the crossing the picket lines for years. He doesn't want us to talk to aliens either, does he, Stephen Hawking? He came out and said that's a bad idea as well because they yeah. might just arrive and wipe us out. So oh. I think it's big sci-fi are going to come after Stephen Hawking. Yeah, Stephen Hawking <laughs> is just, just an enemy of progress. But know, he's no. also volunteered to be a James Bond villain if they'll have him, so... I mean, oh my god, that would be the greatest thing <laughs> in the world. Um, very good. Uh, Knights of the Old Republican Party. Where could you find a political slogan extolling the virtues of Mickey Mouse? Mm. The Dis virtues Disneyland. of Disneyland. <laughs> uh, what, no, what, what are quite. some of the virtues of Mickey Mouse? Uh, or, or, does or, that... or extolling the virtues of animated cinema in general. I think we'll have it over. Soiling Green Party? The frozen head of Walt Disney. Is, is this the sort of thing that the um, not-so-democratic uh, North Korea would be extolling? Uh, completely right. Um, they recently introduced 700 new political slogans. 700 new <laughs> political slogans. Um, all at once? All at once One uh, to celebrate scenario. their 70th anniversary, including, uh, and this is, this is probably a rough translation, kindle the flames of a fresh revolution in cinema starting from the production of animations. Uh, a couple of other, <laughs> other slogans that they introduced, I'm assuming that they're on posters and such, um, include, should the enemy dare to invade our country, annihilate them to the last man so that none of them will survive to sign the instrument of surrender. <laughs> uh, be constantly on the alert without a moment's relaxation and grow vegetables extensively in greenhouses. <laughs> I, bet, I bet what happened was they had a big brainstorming session. Kim Jong-un was like, no idea's a bad idea, let's just put them all down. They got 700 ideas and then someone accidentally just printed out the whole thing. Yeah, no, no yeah. slogan left behind. Yeah. Um, uh, you can find them on the internet. Uh, Soylent Green Party. Which politician could, ha could be said to have gotten elected just to sell comic books? Ooh, just to sell comic books. Him selling personally, or...? In a way, yeah. Well, Barack Obama uh, is, a, is famously a comic book collector mm -hmm. uh, of Conan the Barbarian comics, I think. Yeah. Uh, and, one, and one other title. Oh. Well, Superman, there's that famous picture of him standing next to the Superman statue. It's not Superman. Ooh. 
But you've got it right anyway. It is Barack Obama. Um, uh, he was featured on the cover of uh, Spider-Man for an inauguration day special um, called Spidey Meets the President, where <laughs> Peter Parker was covering the inauguration, and then uh, a limo drives up, and another Barack Obama steps out, and uh, Peter Parker has to quickly change into uh, his Spider-Man outfit and identify the true president out of the two identical Obamas by asking him questions that only the real Obama <laughs> Because um, one of them only speaks the truth and yeah. the other one always lies. So, yeah. To be and fair but, to Barack Obama, that while that may have sold a few comic books, it may not have been his primary motivation for seeking public office. <laughs> well, you never know. You never know. So what it's his new are. political slogan to um, crush the Republicans to see the GOP, uh, what's it, um, spread before you into hear the yeah, lamentations yeah. of their trophy wives? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, um, uh, Knights of the Old Republican Party. Which, uh, what legal ruling could make this Christmas the biggest ever for uh, game console companies? Legal ruling. So is it is it opening up the the field somehow? Oh, they've just they've just gone into they've just opened up the market in China to games mm. consoles. Uh, and why uh, do you know why that has happened? Uh, it's because game consoles are awesome. <laughs> uh, that's, not a, that's not a full answer, but um, it's close enough. China uh, has lifted their ban on game consoles, which has been in place for 15 years, um, out of fear that console games and virtual worlds would stunt uh, their children's development, uh, which is ironic given that an enormous World of Warcraft uh, uh, player base has sprung up, possibly as a result of that. So, Soylent Green Party, why might C-SPAN or other political channels seem like an exciting viewing experience in October? In October? Mm. Because... Note that it would only seem like an exciting experience. <laughs> um, because, because something else really boring is coming out. Oh, in, yeah. In October. What's coming mm. out in October? Um... This is only a very recent. The hunt uh, for Red October <laughs> is being rescreened. One ping only. It is. A, it is a rescreening though. Um, oh yes, the Hobbit films. They're um, the extended editions, mm. which I thought the original ones must have been the, the extended, extended, yeah. extended, extended. But extended. they've actually found they've found more footage. That's right, they've found they've found collectively between the three films an hour of extra footage. Oh my um, The road goes ever on and on and extending, on. And extending on. the series to nine hours and two minutes, which coincidentally is about how long it would take you to read the whole book out loud. Um, <laughs> Very good. Um, I think we'll end that round there. Uh, I had some other questions, but you're just never going to hear them. <laughs> um, so we'll go to uh, Karen. Where are the scores sitting at after that first round? Well, Andrew, it's still pretty tight. Team Soylent Green is ahead in the polls with three points. Ooh. To the Knights of the Old Republican Party on two. Ooh. 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 Very close. Uh, on three and us? two, neither of us m managing the required percentage to get into Parliament, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so, uh, which brings us to round two, uh, called Speecher from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> <laughs> you spent all your time coming up with the title. So tedious. That's right. Um, so, uh, I, will, I will read um, uh, inspirational political speeches from, uh, from movies and television and video games. And uh, you have bells in front of you, and ding in if and when you uh, guess who the character is or what the title is that they are from. Starting with 
Good morning. In less than an hour, aircraft from here will join others. Is that Bill Pullman in Independence Day? It is Bill Pullman in Independence wow, Day. Wow, that was good. Very good. Did you, did you know that because he's the only president to give a speech in the morning? I, I know that. <laughs> so the morning was a big clue. I, I, um, I did a school project on that speech. <laughs> All right. Okay, uh, here we go. War. Terrible war. Widows, orphans, a motherless child. This was the up... Is this from Starship Troopers? It is not from Starship Troopers. This was the uprising that rocked our land. Oh, Terminator. Nope. Oh, I'll, I'll do. Is that um, President Snow? It is from President Snow Games. from The Hunger Games. Oh. Correct. Yeah. Okay, uh, next up. I'm pleased and happy to repeat the news that we have, in fact, caught and killed a large predator that supposedly injured some bathers. But as you see, it's a beautiful day. The beaches are open. Jaws. <laughs> yep, do you know the name of the character? Mayor so-and-so. Mayor... Close enough, it's Mayor Vaughn. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, syllable. Moving right along. Um, this one's a little tougher, I think. Uh, you're thirsty, aren't you, America? Not for knowledge or power, no. I'm not speaking metaphorically. You're thirsty for clean, fresh water. Hmm? Water is the foundation of life. But here in the capital wasteland, indeed in the... <laughs> um, ooh. I think Bernie got it. I think is Bernie... it Idiocracy? No, it is oh. not Idiocracy. Oh. Uh, is it from Fallout 3? It is from Fallout oh. 3. Uh, can, you, can you name the speaker? Oh, um... For an extra point. Gosh, um, the leader of one of the factions. Um, <laughs> my, oh, reputation, my reputation with them was probably was not very good. Not close day. enough. Yeah. It was president, president John Henry Eden. Uh, we'll do two more, I think. Um, I've come before you to resolve this attack on our sovereignty now. I was not elected to... Watch my people suffer and die <laughs> while you discuss this invasion in a committee, <laughs> said Senator Amidala. <laughs> oh! Very close. She was actually the queen at the time. Queen. But, uh, <laughs> no points. No points. Won't hold it against you. And finally, my dearest citizens, in the term I've been your mayor, we've seen some good times and we've seen some bad. But today, I have the unenviable task of informing you of a terror the likes of which this city has never seen. This city is under siege from a supernatural beast. Is it Ghostbusters? No. Is it Ghost Shark? Two urban jaws? Damn right it is. <laughs> For those of you playing at home, Andrew just used a quote from a movie that he wrote and directed. Yes, Ghost Shark 2 is, uh, is made by two very handsome uh, New Zealand filmmakers and is available for sale now at GhostShark2.com. Great. Um, cool. Uh, so, moving right along, uh, we come to a round called Bioshock. Uh, I have in front of me the name, the titles of numerous political biographies uh, and autobiographies, uh, which are going to be reinterpreted uh, in short synopsis form uh, in a different genre by, by our teams. Uh, so, Knights of the uh, Old Republican Party, um, you, you guys have uh, Lazarus Rising, mm -hmm. which is uh, John Howard's autobiography, uh, former Prime Minister of, uh, 
Australia and extremely humble person, as it <laughs> seems. Um, and I would like you to uh, interpret that as a uh, high fantasy story. Right, well, I mean, leaving out the fact that the Bible could be seen as a high fantasy story <laughs> as it was, um, the, the, I mean, I think you've got a compelling character here in Lazarus, right? Yeah. The biblical Lazarus. He's coming back, but he's coming back because he's got unfinished business. He waits, he waits three days, he thinks it over. He thinks it really hard. He thinks it really hard. He spends a lot of time in that cave and finally he decides to avenge his father's death at the hands of the orcish hordes that slew his entire village. And, and, he, and he comes out with three magical items. Yep. One is a ball of steel. Just one, not two. He only Th needs one. That's right. And he's got, his, he's got this comedy sidekick called Jesus who, uh, <laughs> <laughs> who, who joins him in his journey and all through the, they, they, they travel across the lands meeting a, 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 a series of challenges um, and Lazarus is able to best both of these from his experience of being dead, um, puts him in good stead. And there's, there's beards and robes and a John Williams score and it's... And there's a in the end there's a huge battle um, uh, with the chief orc uh, with sandals. They fight each other, there's a sandal fight. That they, it's a slap yeah. off. Yeah, there's a big slap off. Yeah. <sighs> okay, it's um, compelling. I feel as though there was a little off-genre there. It points. I'm going to award that three points out of an arbitrary number. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and we'll go to uh, the Soylent Green Party. Uh, you guys have uh, Going Rogue, which Ooh. is uh, Sarah Palin's autobiography, oh. um, which I would like you to interpret as a, uh, a high-stakes spy thriller. Um, um, it starts um, uh, with with Cicero. She she's in Alaska. She's she's r right in the wilderness. She's she's kind of she's got a snowsuit on. She's in the snow. Yes. Uh, yes. And she touches a moose, and she all of its powers transfers to her <laughs> because she has the, the the ability to steal people's powers if she comes into physical contact with them. <laughs> she she takes her newfound antlers uh, back to the organisation she's from, um, um, knowing uh, how, how corrupt the organisation Yes, they is. don't accept her. So she goes rogue. And, and <laughs> starts, her, starts her own spy agency. Yes. <laughs> and and with, the, with, with all of her powers, she hops into an X-wing. And, fly, and flies <laughs> off to the Death Star. Are you done? Oh, so, and it's got a really high dexterity. Andrew, Andrew, can I object? This is this yeah, is no. Can I just like this is clearly just the plot of Mission Impossible Five. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to award you two points for that. Um, we'll do one more each. Yeah, so Knights of the Old Republican Party. Um, you guys will have uh, George W. Bush's book about himself um, called A Charge to Keep. And uh, I would like this to be interpreted as a, uh, like a, a cyberpunk science fiction story. Well, well, the charge to keep is as much about him maintaining above 35% uh, charge in himself so that he doesn't have to stop running apps. Uh, he can still access <laughs> right. the Wi-Fi. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's in, the, in the future, not so far away that we can't imagine it, but it's the near future, and the main problem facing society is you're always running low on battery. Mm. And, and everything that charges is constantly running low. So in order to hack uh, into the uh, system and take it down from within... 
uh, you need a certain amount of battery on your phone. And, and he's perfect for it because of his low mental bandwidth. Mm -hmm. So he's able to <laughs> he's able to kind of slide into the mainframe and, and tinker around and, and and poke here and poke there and charge everything up. Mm. But well, but um, the problem is that there's a key scene where his advisors come in and tell him what his low battery is, is at like 28%, and he just stares into space for eight minutes wondering how to react. And, and then um, that's, that's eight minutes of screen time. And then uh, hopefully at this point the audience has drifted off into something else and they don't pay attention to what's really going on. So in the end, the title is actually really kind of sad and elegiac because he doesn't keep the charge. He tries and he tries, but in the end the machines win. And the only charge that remains to him is for room service on his credit card. Oh, that is, that is tragic. I'm going to award that four points Ooh. out of an Ooh. arbitrary number. Um, and finally, uh, Soylent Green Party, um, you will have... Uh, Ooh, thinking the Unthinkable, which is a uh, story about, or not a story, it's a, it's a non-fiction book about Margaret Thatcher. Um, and I would like this to be a uh, kind of an eldritch horror uh, <laughs> story. Yes, deep in the coal mines below England, <laughs> a horror lurks. Out from the, the walls of the mine seeps a, seeps a smoke, a, a thick, dense smoke that works its way up the mine. Yes, yes. It makes its way through England, wiping out uh, people <laughs> left and right. Mostly and left. <laughs> <laughs> people thought that it couldn't happen, but it did happen. It did. It, 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 it swept all over the world. It, it preyed on the innocent, preyed on the guilty, it preyed on the children. Yes, and the only way to avoid it is to not think about it. But if you try not to think about it, you automatically think about it. It's thinking the unthinkable. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Um, that was terrific. I'm giving that five points what? out of an arbitrary number, which, surprise, what? was five all along. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, great. Um, so, uh, so uh, yeah. Um, Karen, what are, what, can we have an update on the scores, please? This might be a first in nerd degree history, Andrew. We have a neck and neck tie. Ooh. 13 to lucky 13. Okay. Uh, which brings us to round four, Bad for Your Elf. Oh. Uh, it's a favourite amongst... Uh, oh, bad for Your certainly Elf. Certainly amongst nerd degree panellists. <laughs> um, I have lists of things from uh, popular culture. Uh, in the past, we've done things like elf names and uh, uh, Westeros house words, things like that. Um, each team will uh, read out either a real uh, one from the list or they will make one up and the other team has to determine whether it is real or made up. So, uh, first off, we will have the uh, Soylent Green Party, who has a list of uh, criminal organizations from James Bond uh, stories. Um, so James Bond is known for going up against um, criminal organizations like Spectre and Quantum, um, oh, I was hoping those two would be in there. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and those are the, the only two that are known by <laughs> any, any number of people because they're in the titles of movies. Um, and we've got some more here. Uh, here you are, guys. Whoa! Um, 
So, uh, take it away. Okay, uh, the cement mixers. <laughs> that, that's, that sounds like a. Well, there's a, a cover, group cover of for the mafia, from right? The yeah, it's the, it's the mafia's legitimate operation. It's like, <laughs> oh, we're mixing some cement here. Like, so I reckon that could be that could be true. Are we going with true? I reckon that's true. True. That is true. It's the uh, it's the gang of of. <laughs> Does James pussy galore Does, I was going to say that like James Bond breaks up the union. Or <laughs> <laughs> Take um, the scabs. Uh, okay, uh, next. Uh, an extra? Um, the Union. Ooh, the Union. He's using my own jokes against me. Uh, <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's generic enough. Is, this generic Is it enough? too generic? Is it the Confederate Union, maybe? Did he travel back in time? Is it the Civil fake. War? What do you think? No. Fake. Fake. It's real. Oh. Uh, it was, it was uh, used in a trio of books by Raymond Benson. That's right, we're going esoteric here tonight. <laughs> oh, um, the extended canon. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I believe it is associated with the Mafia. Um, so, there we go. Okay. Um, the Cloud Divers. <laughs> Ooh. Cloud divers. They can't be making that up. What do cloud divers do? Uh, maybe they jump out like some kind of rain seeding thing. <laughs> Super weapon, like. Dive into a cloud, um, London fog. I don't know. I say yes. Yes. Uh, no, that is made up. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? The cloud dives. The kingfish. The kingfish. Mm. Uh, maybe. Can we go with maybe? <laughs> no, we cannot. I was thinking maybe that James Bond fish. goes on some kind of New Zealand fishing trip and yeah. he pulls up a few of those and uh, they're not good eating though. Yeah, so. fishing with Jeff and Jack. <laughs> <laughs> outdoors with Jeff. Ja- James Bond in Outdoors with Jeff. Yes. 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 Uh, a thousand times yes. No, I'm sorry. Uh, made up. Was it King something? You just made it. No, no. The King Slayers, the King Makers. The, the Kings reveal anything. Um, Brendan. The Faceless Ones. Is, is, that a, is that a cross property kind of James Bond, Game of Thrones fanfic type business? Mm. Oh, mm, yeah, I, I just got this mixed up with my fan fiction. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's all too plausible again, isn't it? Although literally they must have faces. Let's because otherwise yes. how would they do evil deeds? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, but but if they're the number one, number ones don't have The faces. faceless ones. <laughs> Not the faceless twos. Is, no. re- is it real or fake? Real. Real. It is real. It's a Bulgarian gang from, from Russia with love. But Bulgarian gang from, from Russia. <laughs> well, it's a James Bond thing. It, it takes okay. place all over the all over the world. Um, Henry. The spaghetti mob. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, that yeah, is that is <laughs> yeah, completely I, made up. Spaghetti <laughs> um, mob. I was like, oh, well, like, it could be like an Italian gang. Not even Ian Fleming is, uh, is that simplistic <laughs> in his in his view of, of cultures. Um, <laughs> With a try. <laughs> although he was pretty damn simplistic. Um, so, uh, Brendan, we'll go for one more each. Corporate America. No, he's got to be in support of corporate America, surely. He works for the military-industrial complex, so he's, he's got to run well, a board well, Did you necessarily say that these guys are the antagonists? Might he be working for corporate I, America? I said they were criminal organisations. Oh, well, that's a whole other thing. I, I think James Bond works for corporate America. Yeah, Felix Leiter would get him to work for corporate America. Mm-hmm. Is it real or fake? 
fake. It is fake. Uh, Henry, last one. Uh, the octopus cult. Hmm. Spectre has an octopus. Isn't that a thing? They have an yeah. octopus thingy. Yeah. I think he's making it up. James Bond loves all mollusks. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cephalopods. He loves cephalopods. He loves cephalopods. James James Bond versus the calamari so three. Fake. fake. Uh, incorrect. Um, it is of course real from the mo- from uh, movie Octopussy. Ah, oh, too easy. Mm. Which yeah. Um, so uh, that brings us to the end of your go at it. Uh, so, <clears throat> Knights of the Old Republican Party, uh, you have a, a, a list, an incomplete list, because there's quite a few of them, of uh, species governed by the uh, United Federation of Planets uh, <laughs> in Star Trek. Uh, so, um, here's a list. Uh, I'll, I'll just... So, so there's a, a lot of species in the uh, Federation, the four founding species, of course, uh, being the humans, Vulcans, Andorians, and Tellarites. Um, and uh, let's hear some more. I do have the complete list in front of me in case you happen to have encyclopedic knowledge. Uh, so, take it away. Uh, the Arcadians. Oh, that sounds like a, I don't know, like a euphemism for people that play too many video games? You know? Like yeah. It, one of the Arcadians? I think, I think it's real because a lot of that stuff was ripped from like old mythology and things like that. Real. Uh, it is real. Uh, Next place. Mm, yeah, that's impressive. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> the Norkerites. No, no. No, that's like the Boobalites. No. <laughs> what? No. It's not like the Boobalites. What are the Boobalites? No. The Boobalites are also fake. Uh, the Boobalites are on our list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Norkerites fake. Uh, Norkerites are fake. Uh, ben. The Beetlejuiceans. <laughs> Like as much as I want to say fake, I'm like, m- there may- is the, the maybe it's bl- so blatantly fake that it's true. Because there's the, the the star, right? Yeah, yeah. True, fake. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Betazoids. More like, like they're not the alpha zoids. Yeah, yeah. These are just so the, I don't think the, I think they exist, but I don't think they're in the federation. So fake. Uh, no, that was that was a real one. Um, uh, Deanna Troy, I believe, is a Betazoid. Mm. I have high levels of Betazoids, so that's a uh, real concern. Have you doctor's seen the doctor about the, that? Yeah, doctor's got to, yeah. You get a cream. Um, the, the Zakdorn. The Zakdorn? No, I mean, that's a, it's a similar system to the Zak Brass. <laughs> equally. What do you think, Henry? Yeah, no, I know. No, I don't no, think no. No, the Zakdorn uh, are indeed a species uh, in the Federation. I think they only appear in like, like the animated series. They appear on this list. Uh, That's all I need. Uh, but they're there. God damn it. <laughs> the Rigelians. Yeah, that's real. That's real. Really? That's okay. That's real fake. Yeah. It's real. Real. It's real. So like Rigel Five and there's like planets. Yeah, it is real. Um, the Rigelians are are indeed a species in the Federation. Oh, um, so good. Okay, uh, one more each. The Grazerites. The Grazerites. It sounds like an obscure, like, West Coast religion. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a, some kind yeah, of yeah. cult. Um, it's no. an old farming term. If you have Grazerites, then you can, <laughs> you can run your cows through. Lead, lead by the leader, hopeful Klingon. <laughs> fake, fake. 
Uh, no, that's a real one. <laughs> um, and final one, Aaron. Fake. <laughs> Pelia Zell. Pelia Zell? Yeah. Like, is it, it sounds like a Jedi name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it doesn't sound like a group of people. Pelia Zell. And yet, just the way she read it. Pelia Zell. It, it almost sounded like she just came up with it syllable by syllable. Mm, like, playing the, she playing, the, yeah. playing the, the meta game. Yeah. Fake. Uh, no, that was 100% uh, real. Um, <laughs> yeah, they didn't sound like a group of people. <laughs> On the other hand, the, the Zekdorn, they totally sound yeah, like a group of people. Yeah. Okay, um, so uh, congratulations both teams um, for doing as well as you did. Um, <laughs> I don't know how well you did. Um, our next round is called Slogan Assassin. Um, <laughs> just wait for that one to sink in. Um, I'm going to read out a list of um, this is a this is a quick fire one, so just ding in when you have something, um, and points will be awarded uh, according to the number of times that team dings in. Um, I will read out a list of uh, of famous famous villains, and I want you guys to give uh, political campaign slogans uh, for those characters as if they were running for office um, and trying to win the hearts and minds of the public. So we will start with um, um, Emperor Palpatine. Your vote will occur as I have foreseen. <laughs> um, I find your lack of political donations disturbing. <laughs> Freddy Krueger. Your hearts, your minds, your dreams, your lives. Mm. I have a dream too. <laughs> Cruella Deville. Hundred and one percent. I haven't seen that movie. So you haven't seen Hundred and One Dalmatians. Haven't seen the movie. No, no. Oh, I presume, like. I hate dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, Karen, I'm gonna request that we not count that one because that, that was that was Dalmatians. I hate dogs. Um, okay, uh, um, Immortan Joe from uh, Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> Can I get a witness? <laughs> Hell yeah! Mm -hmm. uh, riding out the feminist vote. Hmm. <laughs> uh, what more can a war boy do? <laughs> mm, mm. Okay, um, Hannibal Lecter. Or... Chianti, fava beans, and hope. <laughs> <laughs> Ask not what you're country can do for you, ask what you can eat in your country, the people. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, really eloquent and snappy. Can you hear it, Clarice? The silence of the majority. <laughs> <laughs> Cannibal Democratic Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, and we will uh, wrap up with um, um, Oh God! Oh, dare I? Yes, um, Joffrey Baratheon. 
Keep it in the family. <laughs> <laughs> Considering voting for me? Well, you can't, because I'm the king and I can do what I want. <laughs> Giving you policy till I'm blue in the face. <laughs> Spoiler. Um, great, we'll wrap that up there. Uh, that is slogan assassin. Um, great, uh, so it's time for, uh, we're, we're up to our final round. So, Karen, a score update, please. Well, Team Sonic Green has passed the minimum threshold with 29 points, but surging ahead are the Knights of the Old Republican Party with 31. Ooh, still, still a narrow, narrow margin there. Um, so the final round is called Duel of Debates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a, that's that's a, that's a joke that you know just gets a. Uh. Mm. <laughs> it's not. It's not mm. really. A... It's, it's a one uh joke. Yeah. What would the, what would it be? Some kind of fight between <laughs> debates. <laughs> like which debate is better? Like the duel of debates. Like, um, like Lincoln Douglas versus. Yeah. 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 Um, really, it was just. It's just a pun. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, so in in classic uh, political tradition. Um, our, our two parties will be will do a debate against one another um, on a, a hot button political topic. Um, Soylent Green Party will be on the affirmative side, and uh, the Knights of the Old Republican Party will be on the negative side. Um, the moot is that the Hunger Games are necessary to eradicate juvenile delinquency. What are we affirmative? Yeah, we're we're. Mm. I mean, uh, oh, luckily, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, sorry, to eliminate juvenile delinquency. Um, you will have, uh, let's say, one minute uh, each to present a, uh, a thesis, um, one minute of rebuttal each, and then a 30-second concluding statement. Uh, starting with the Soylent Green party on the affirmative, you have one minute, starting now. Here's why we need the Hunger Games. Because of genuine... <laughs> Here's why we need the Hunger Games. Juvenile delinquency is out of control, and the main factor in that is, of course, juveniles. <laughs> um, yes. If we didn't have juveniles, juvenile delinquency wouldn't be a thing. Um, so I think the, the best way to um, uh, kind of get rid of that is to get rid of the, the juveniles. Take the most violent juveniles that mm. we can find, pit them against each other in a forest. <laughs> or any other type of um, arena, you know, it'll change... So it does change each year. Change each year. That's a, that's a good point. I mean, they already do it. You know, it's that show where they put um, young juvenile delinquents in prison. This is the next step, but like real prison, where you know you get an old shank in the corridor. Um, but this is this is more real life. Yeah. What we mean by Hunger Games is send all juveniles to prison. Uh, but that's not my only point. <laughs> and that is time, I'm afraid. Um, so if you had another point, uh, too bad. Um, very good. Uh, Knights of the Old Republican Party, uh, your opening statements, please. Starting uh, One minute starting now. Well, I'm absolutely appalled by their argument because, firstly, the Hunger Games does not prevent or uh, put off juvenile delinquency. It encourages it. So, firstly, the games themselves and the format that they take uh, actively work to push forward the thing that, that you are trying to Exactly. There are all kinds of reformatting you could do to the Hunger Games to make them more effective. Why not take the most violent youth and put them in the death arena with a qualified youth psychologist to, go, to aid them? Why not look at killing everybody 
everybody over the age of 25, like in Logan's Run, so that juveniles uh, are reclassified as the five to eight-year-old group who are, <laughs> who are a lot less trouble in terms of societal uh, difficulties. Well, you could go full children of the corn and make sure that we live in a world where there are only juveniles, in which case <laughs> all they're not the only ones being delinquent. That's right. All delinquency is juvenile delinquency. And, and in that case, then we don't need to worry. We don't need to differentiate. Um, besides, we're, we're, there are only so many bow and arrows to go around. And, and, and there, there are far better ways of, of getting rid of delinquency. Um, holding hands, uh, contraception. Uh, that's time, I'm afraid. <laughs> so holding hands and contraception. Is Those are the only all two. We have. That's, that's all we've got. <laughs> okay, uh, one the minute of rebuttal um, for the affirmative team, starting now. Well, of course, the major—you've really hit upon it, Aaron, with your your comments about holding hands, because the major cause of juvenile delinquency is, of course, tragic. Love triangles. <laughs> and Hunger Games is, of course, the, the, the perfect cure for that because it's all about tearing apart uh, young, extremely attractive couples. Um, <laughs> how best to, you know, get rid of a love triangle is to just kill one of the sides of the triangle. That's, yes, then that's... what have you got? A line. A love line. <laughs> um, if, if anything... Uh, the only problem with the Hunger Games is that it doesn't go far enough. More hunger, more games. <laughs> let's have let's have less food, but more games around, like hopscotch and foursquare. <laughs> Yahtzee. Yeah. Ever played Yahtzee on an empty stomach? Murder. Uh, that is time uh, on an increasingly flimsy uh, platform, I, I think. Um, uh, so, negative team, you have a minute for rebuttal starting now. Brendan talks casually about getting rid of like, love triangles without even a thought as what that would do to the thousands of jobs and billions of dollars in the young adult fiction industry. Now, that would just <laughs> fall to pieces without love triangles. And where would we go turn to for our quality entertainment? Our twilights. <laughs> how, how are young people meant to learn how to live and exist with others in this world if they don't have love triangles to model their peculiar relationships upon? <laughs> how, how are they going to generate more um, discourse through fan fiction, through uh, drawing beautiful pictures in the back of diaries? <laughs> but this, is, this is an important part of growing up, and you're just going to get rid of it. I'm appalled. Why not separate the hunger and the games? Have the hungry people in one arena just and drop food on them and then have just have people playing hopscotch in four squares in the another arena. It doesn't need to be about in, in death. In one arena you have duck and the other duck duck goose. <laughs> <laughs> and that is time on the air. <clears throat> so final final uh, concluding statements. Um, be succinct, you have 30 seconds per team. Um, uh, Soiling Green Party, your 30 seconds begins now. Are you hungry for change? <laughs> Do you enjoy games? Well, stop playing games and start hungering for a change. Yes. A change where there's no juvenile delinquency, only delinquency in those who aren't juvenile. And juvenility and those who aren't delinquent. <laughs> and that is time. <laughs> and 30-second closing argument from the Knights of the Old Republican Party, starting now. We need to live in a world where we are hungry for love, but satisfied with our games. There is no reason to put at-risk youth at risk. 
<laughs> there are many non-lethal ways of solving our delinquency problem in society, such as Batman. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's, that's, that's it. <laughs> Batman is the ultimate answer to any argument. Okay, uh, the winner of this round will uh, take home five points, um, which also means they will take home the match. Um, so, uh, audience, is up to you. Um, uh, do you... Uh, we'll, we'll ask you for, to applaud for one team and one team only um, uh, when, I, when I tell you to. Um, so, uh, do you support the uh, Soylent Green Party who affirmed the moot that um, the Hunger Games are necessary to eliminate uh, juvenile delinquency. Applaud now. <laughs> and those in support of the Knights of the Old Republican Party negating the moot. Applaud now. As the winners of that debate, can we now um, paste the losers in a death arena with almost <laughs> yes. um, So before before we get the, the final uh, tallies, although it's pretty obvious who won, um, we have a we have a tradition in, in no degree of doing recommendations uh, for those of you in the audience or those of you listening at home. Uh, starting with Henry. Uh, I have nothing to recommend. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah. Young love. He has your, nothing your life to is as good as it will yes. ever be. Uh, <laughs> I w- <laughs> Thanks, Henry. I'd like to recommend a comic book, uh, The Superior Spider-Man. It's a run of mm. Spider-Man comics, except um, Dr. Octopus has transferred his brain into the body of Spider-Man and has decided that he can do a better job of being Spider-Man than Spider-Man can. And it's as amazing as it sounds. Um, Because the first thing he does is form a horde of spider henchmen. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It's pretty amazing. Um, I would like to recommend The Nerd Degree. Um, We record live in Christchurch, New Zealand, uh, the first Wednesday of every month at 7.30 at the Orange Studio. Um, Or you can listen to us on our podcast, uh, which is available at uh, nerddegree.com or on iTunes. Uh, I can't remember if I've already recommended this before, but I would like to recommend a game called Darkest Dungeon, uh, which is a Kickstarter uh, game on Early Access now, and it's a it's an RPG game with a kind of eldritch uh, theme, uh, but your heroes become psychologically traumatised as they explore the dungeon, so you end up with characters in your party like uh, Crusader with bulimia, and, um, <laughs> and people having to deal with these problems of making their way um, like you probably would in real life, so it's, it's a good time. I would like to recommend for people here in the audience and around New Zealand, the New Zealand International Film Festival, which is currently screening around the country. Um, you can head to nziff.co.nz, or is it org? Co? It's co. co. nziff.co.nz, and if you are outside of New Zealand, you can head to there and see what awesome films we're watching and go find them legally and pay money for them in the mm-hmm. uh, zone slash region of your choosing. Yes, very good. So, uh, over to Karen with the uh, final score tally. Well, it came down to a bit of a biff, but in the end, the winner is the Knights of the Old Republican Party with 36 points to Soylent Green's 29. Congratulations, Knights of the Old Republican Party! Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you had a good time. We certainly did. Uh, Thank you, and good night. (laughs) 